Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Wednesday, the 15th of February. I'm Derek Clark, and I'm delighted to say we're joined this morning by the bright and breezy face of Stevie Clifford. How are we getting on, Stevie? Not sure about bright and breezy, mate. It was um, it was extremely soggy this morning on the dog walk after dropping the kids off, so I'm just trying to get dry and uh, ready to go. What mug have we went for today for your, uh, your hot chocolate? It's a uh, Chris Boyd today. Lovely. And it's uh, some Galaxy hot chocolate this morning, Ooh. Derek. Excellent. Yeah, superb. Uh, other hot chocolates uh, are available, of course, but that sounds uh, absolutely divine. Uh, that's, right, let's talk get uh, all things. Um, opportunities are also available, <laughs> Derek. Let's, let's be clear. <laughs> Talking about sponsorship opportunities, you know the drill now, folks. Uh, quick word for our sponsors, Seneca Hair Restoration. They're the number one hair transplant uh, operation in Europe. Uh, they're the go-to guys if you want to reinvigorate the top of your head, if you're looking for perhaps a Todd Cantwell or something similar, then these are the guys to go to. Uh, I've stuck the links as ever in the description box, so do go check them out. Uh, and just a, a quick word for our offer we've got on just now. You can see the ticker below. You can win tickets, two tickets to the League Cup final on the 26th of February at Hamden. You can, all you have to do is sign up to the Rangers Review site. It's just £1 for three months worth of content. It's a cracking deal uh, just for the, the, the actual website itself, but you do get entered into the the chance to win tickets to that League Cup final, uh, just head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. And if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, that's totally free. Uh, over 11,500 of you uh, now supporting the, the channel. So thank you very much for doing so. Right, let's talk Rangers. Before we touch on uh, an interesting interview from uh, Malik Tillman to the, the German football site Kicker yesterday, which was a lot of interesting takeaways, Stevie. I'm, I'm intrigued to get your thoughts on it. Before that, I forgot to mention yesterday a quick word to the uh, Rangers Youth Development Company. A uh, fantastic donation yet. Uh, the Monday, I think it was, £400,000 they donated to the Rangers Academy. It takes the overall contribution to the youth programme at Rangers to more than £10 million since 2002. Uh, that's profits generated from the likes of the Rangers Lotto, the Union Jackpot, Halftime Draw, Stadium Brink bricks and scratch cards uh, that all helps uh, boost the academy coffers. Uh, Colin Stewart, the Director of Operations at RYDC, uh, said we're once again delighted to donate another £400,000 to the Rangers Academy. Um, he says every penny of profit from the Rangers Lotto, the Union Jackpot, Stadium Bricks and Scratch Cards is given to the academy to enhance player development and we're totally committed to supporting Craig, his staff and the youth players in any possible way. Fantastic donation. Um, just to get your thoughts on that, first of all, Steve, it's, it's great to see that. I know that Adam Devine and Leon King uh, were uh, uh, presented with, well, they had the, the, the big massive check and, and done the media duties the other day. Um, but, but money like that certainly helps bring guys like this through uh, the academy, doesn't it? And give them those first team opportunities. Quite a staggering amount, £10 million since 2002. Yeah, um, listen, I know Colin Stewart quite well, and he does, an, a, does a fantastic job. Quick story about Colin. Um, back in the really dark days when um, King and the board and things were, were trying to get in and, and basically take over, the the old board were trying to get their hands on the last of the money that the Rangers Youth Development had, which was uh, quite a significant sum. Mm. And uh, Colin basically locked the doors and shut the place down, knowing full well that he would just have to see it out for a couple of hours 
before um, uh, Dave King and, and Co took over and, and the money would be safe. So Colin is, is very much a massive Rangers man and does everything for the best of the club. If you can help donate even a pound to the lottery every week or um, play Rangers pools, whatever it, you can do to help, then it's uh, it goes a long way to helping the likes of Leon King and Adam Devine and um, guys like Nathan Patterson and stuff like that yeah. that regenerates funds back into the club. So, you know, a massive congratulations to Colin and all the team over at the Rangers Youth Development. Um, absolutely tremendous to be over 10 million heading already towards 11. Derek is quite sensational. Yeah, and big fan of the show uh, here as well. He watches uh, the, the oh, video. Yeah, yeah, obviously. But uh, yeah, great work, Colin. Well done. That is fantastic news. Uh, delighted to hear that. Um, mm -hmm. Another interesting point, well, news yesterday, Stevie, um, Malik Tillman, like I mentioned, has given an interview uh, in his homeland to uh, Kicker. Uh, lots of interesting points. Now, he said he feels very comfortable at Rangers, but insisted it's relatively unimportant where he's playing his football, um, just batting it straight down the middle, uh, as he often does. He says, I just want to play as much as possible when he was asked about his future. He says, to me, it's relatively unimportant where that is. I feel comfortable here. In fact, very comfortable. I bring my performances, which I think Rangers are really happy with. But I could also imagine the same of the people at Bayern. He added, so we'll see. Um, talking about, um, of course, Michael Beale has said he'd like to uh, sign Tillman on a on a permanent contract, Stevie. Um, what do you make of those comments from, from Tillman? I think we spoke to him, uh, well, I spoke to him in the mix zone after the uh, League Cup semi-final, uh, and, and he never really gave anything away, which quite quite rightly so. I mean, he's still a Bayern Munich player at the end of the day, but um, what do you make of these comments that he's given to Kicker? We'll, we'll touch on his comments about Giovanni van Bronckhorst a little later. Listen, Malik will do as he's told. He'll be staying. No, listen, he, I wouldn't read too much into them either way because he's got to be... Um, He's got to be neutral and play a politician's answer as such because anything can happen the next few months. Rangers might not activate the deal for some crazy weird reason. There might be something ever end. So he can't go out and say, oh, yeah, I want to stay here 100% and then burn his bridges at the other end. So he's playing the politician's role. He gives a wee hint in there. He says that he's comfortable playing here, very comfortable. In fact, he falls up with. So I think Malik, you know, perfectly happy here. I think that it's a fantastic place for him to grow and um, I'm sure he'll take everything into consideration before he goes. But, you know, it's a shame because he's because he's playing so well. The side effect of that is after every game, he more or less gets asked the same questions yeah. and he's got to just try and be um, political about it all and play it right down the middle. But look, you know, I wouldn't over, I wouldn't read too much into it. I wouldn't, you know, overanalyze everything. That he, he says um, he's in a good place. He's he's a key player, star man in this team. So keep giving him that and and see where we are at the end of the season and see what he wants to do. But in the meantime, just enjoy what he can bring while he's here because since Michael Beals come in, he's really flourished. That's for sure. Yeah, and he did he did touch on that uh, about the, the change in manager. Of course, he was. Uh, uh, brought in when Giovanni van Bronckhorst was at the helm. Um, he says he wasn't too impressed by his tactics. He says, in the league, we didn't reach our standard. I feel the sporting performance, the manner of our football didn't fit. It was too defensive. We're expected to score goals. Um, and on Michael Beale, he says, among other things, 
he plays attacking football. I would say he and his assistant are pre prepare us more for our opponents who have a better fundamental feeling regarding uh, how we approach a game. Uh, and on the club uh, and the fans, about why he chose Rangers, he says, because I followed them in the Europa League last season when they got to the final against Frankfurt. Low that came, uh, low that uh, came the chance to play Champions League uh, along with Celtic. We're the best team. Also with the Scottish toughness, I could add another component uh, to my game. He also says Bayern Munich are keeping tabs on them uh, as well. He says, uh, oh, ba Bayern are monitoring. On the other hand, I know they are. Uh, the assistant deal, Topmoller and Zavar Zembrod have been in touch here and there. And also uh, Marco Nepp, who's uh, the technical director. So I know uh, they're watching. Um, what do you make of the comments on, on Van Bronckhorst and, and Michael Beale, Stevie? It certainly appears, and I think it's um, we can see it with our own eyes. It looks like the handbrake's been taken off Malik since uh, Michael Beale has come in. Uh, it looks like he's enjoying his football more, and he's said as much. Yeah, uh, you're trying to get me into trouble here again, Derek. <laughs> 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 I'll, uh, I'll try and back this off as as, um, as politician-like as I can. <laughs> Listen, um, I think we could all see that it got a bit kind of rigid under Geo and maybe a lot of the players weren't enjoying it and they certainly weren't performing to their best. I think Michael Beals managed to um, get the best out of, of certain players, even when you look at the likes of Fashion Sakala and um, you see that even the numbers in Alfredo Morelos, who... We've we've spoke a lot about under Geo and, and and since so I think Michael Beale certainly plays to their strength. He wants them to play football, and um, you know the the turnover in Malik is is or the turnaround rather since he came in is incredible. Seen a stat yesterday, Derek on the um, supposes under under twenty one wonder kids, um, and their um, ball recoveries and pressures. He's in the top ten. He's he's I think I think I seen the stat yesterday. He's at 146 recoveries, and um, which is an incredible amount of numbers. And it kind of bats away people that say that he's um, not doing a lot of work or he's quite lazy. But when you watch the game at Parkhead earlier on in the season or watch the game in Ajax and see his performance there to compare to what you're getting out of him now, it's, late, it's night and day. So yeah, all yeah. credit to Michael Beale. He's certainly playing to his strength. But it's all down to the player at the end of the day to, to grasp that and and run with it and take the opportunity and he has done so he's become one of these guys now that is not only key um but you know we are looking at trying to keep him and if you sign Malik Tillman for five million pounds and he keeps going the way he is it's um it's going to be an incredible investment for the club because he won't be allowed he won't be around for long you know so yeah if he keeps putting in those numbers and keeps playing the way he is and we manage to get him then uh, we'll make a tidy wee pro. Um, we'll make a tidy wee profit on that. So it's good that Aldo said that, um, Derek, because you know, <laughs> you know, what I'm like, you know, sometimes I completely read it wrong or something. So um, that's good that I'm right in what I'm saying. But it is incredible stats, and it maybe shows um, it shows people that he's, he's not quite as lazy as, as some might have um, credited him with earlier in the season, at least. Yeah, uh, lots of comments coming in with regards to uh, Tillman. This is an interesting one, CGM55. Uh, what do you feel about this, Stevie? I'm interested to get your point on this. Uh, Tillman is a far better player than Aribo. Uh, of course, find that a bit tough down there at Southampton. He's going to uh, encounter his third manager since uh, leaving Rangers down there. It, it seems quite incredible. Of course, Ralph Hassenhutl giving the bullet earlier in the season. 
no idea why uh, they appointed Nathan Jones, but he was found out quite uh, quite early on, and now they're about to appoint uh, Jesse March, the, the former Leeds United boss, which seems strange. Um, not getting a game down there, Malik Tillman. For you, would you would you have him over Joe Aribo? Yeah. <laughs> In a nutshell, as easy as that. I look. You know, I don't. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into the position where it's, it sounds like a criticism of Joe Rebo and that they were def- different players. But um, and Joe Rebo look was capable of, you know, some magical moments and and gave Rangers some big moments, scored some fantastic goals. But I think Malik Tillman's already at this point proven certainly stat wise and things. I think he would be certainly up there with Rebo's best seasons already at this you know at this juncture of the season. So. Um, Joe Rebo done well for us. He he done fine, um, and I, I want to see him do well down south because obviously we've got add-ons and things to get from that if he does do well. So um, I don't want to really get into the position where it's a, a criticism or it seems like I'm being negative. They're both very good players, but I think Tillman is certainly at this moment in a greater streak than we maybe didn't see from Joe Rebo. Yeah, uh, I quite I agree with the positive vibe who gets in touch. Aribo was great for us, but Tillman has way more scope to improve. Yeah, I certainly feel that, that he has a very high ceiling. Um, I mean, this is his first full season as a senior professional as well. I think he can go to the, the very top uh, of the game. Another player I wanted to touch on, we never had time to, to, to mention it yesterday, Stevie, was uh, the full debut of, of Nico Raskin at the weekend against Partick Thistle. For me... He's, we talked about breath of fresh air. Rangers have been needing someone of this ilk for, for some time now. He looked composed, assured in possession, always looking to play that forward passes. Close control is sublime. I know it's against Partick Thistle, but I've got a feeling this boy is going to be a real good player for Rangers. Yeah, I think he will be. It's about getting him the right partner now. You know, mm-hmm. who can he who can he set up with in midfield? He's very progressive, Derek. Um, yeah. Always got his head up, plays quick. Fast forward passing, um, likes a wee burst forward, incredibly good assist for Antonio Cholak and, and our equaliser. So I think he's got it all. You know, if you think about it, he's not played in three, four months as well, that he's only going to get better. He's only going to kick on. If you can anchor him with the right partner next to him, and I think he might thrive on um, uh, next to a John Lundstrom or a Ryan Jack, who's really combative and can... can um, win the, the balls and give them to him to pop off quite quickly. Then, I think he's I think he's really going to do well. But I think the th- thing that's different between N- Nico Raskin and the other midfielders that play in the six position or the eight position is that he he's got a burst of intensity, a burst of speed. Um, and it's no again, it's it's not to be critical, but he's different from the others. John Lundstrom, Ryan Jack, maybe like a touch, maybe like you know more control, whereas he likes to pop it off and. He likes to play quickly and in between the lines. So if you partner him with one of those boys and, and they start kicking on, then I think he can be he could be really good for us and something different. And then if you get Tillman, Kent, etc. around him, I think that um, there'll be a whole different dimension to our team. Yeah. That is, uh, I mean, that's it's, uh, what CGM55 uh, says here. That's a $64 million question, Raskin. And who Kamara didn't entirely work uh, at the weekend. I know he, he frustrates supporters, Stevie, because we we know he's capable of performances that we've seen at Tynecastle, but there's too many performances that we've seen at the weekend, isn't there? Uh, 
is, is, I don't think he's a long-term option. Is, is there anyone in the building at the moment you, you feel could, could partner him in uh, going forward? Or do you feel it's, it's, it's another summer acquisition, um, another new midfield partner for him uh, come the end of the season? Well, so it might be. I'm, I'm still keen to get one more in, in um, mm. central midfield. I think that Glenn Kamara um, maybe needs a new challenge as much as for himself as, as for everybody else. That There's too many times, and I talked about this a lot yesterday, when this Rangers team coast and Glenn Kamara is one of the main main ones in there that, um, that maybe is guilty of that. And again, I don't want to go down the route of, of, of criticising, but I just think that Ryan Jack, who, who ball wins a lot more and then feeds it off, and John Lundstrom playing like he did at Tynecastle. Um, if he can perform like that, you know, I think it's certainly between Lundstrom and Jack who, who partners Nico Raskin. I don't think there's any doubt that um, Raskin goes out of this team. I don't think that's, you know, I think it's Raskin and from now on. And hopefully we yeah. just seen seen more of him. A Ryan Jack fit, winning the ball, dictating off to Nico Raskin, who's playing forward progressive passing, might just work for me. So at the moment, I'm probably thinking that Ryan Jack's the one that I would want to see paired with him first. So need to maybe go in there. But in talking about Tom Lawrence in a deeper role, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure that, that Lawrence maybe can can play that. No. Lawrence might be a wee bit like Raskin in that position, but he never I don't see him I see Tom Lawrence more off the left than maybe central which there's a lot of players playing. I also don't think we'll see Tom Lawrence anytime soon, so I can discount him for for the immediate yeah. um, future. So it's certainly an interesting one. If Kamara does go, Derek, then I think we're looking at somebody else definitely coming in, which brings a whole dimension. I do expect Ryan Jack to stay. I would expect John Lundstrom to be um, getting a new contract quite soon as well to extend his stay. So I think they two are quite safe. Nico Raskin and... Glenn Kamara, if he wants to stay at Rangers, then he, he needs to start being a wee bit more consistent, I think. Yeah, I do agree. And I like this comment from Denzel. I love this when uh, uh, Nico was given his uh, press conference. He says, uh, the boss Ross definitely likes him. He was calling Ross Wilson uh, the boss uh, during his uh, press conference. I did uh, find that uh, quite comical. But yeah, yeah, yeah. listen, he's a, he's a top talent and I'm, look, I'm looking forward to seeing him more in a Rangers jersey. Um, let's get to a few more. Lots of comments coming. First of all, uh, about the competition. I think we had, we had Johnny on yesterday explaining um, that uh, actual, uh, oh, if you are a subscriber to the Rangers review, you do get the opportunity to enter that draw for the League Cup final. Um, we should have sent an email to you. Just check your junk mail. Ian Campbell says it. Morning, Derek and Stevie. I found the application in junk mail, just like Johnny said. Great news. So, yeah, do go have a, a search around there, folks, if you haven't uh, received that email uh, just yet. Another big uh, news story uh, yesterday, Stevie, was uh, off the field matters. Uh, Aldo says, uh, Dave King and Rangers shares U-turn as Club 1872 agreement terminated. Any news on this, lads? Yes, uh, the former Rangers chairman has withdrawn his agreement to sell his major shareholding in Rangers to Club 1872. It's following a slow uptake from members 
which has forced him to cancel the initiative and the remainder of his 14.47% shareholding will remain in the ownership of New Oasis Asset Limited. He released a statement yesterday. Uh, I'll quickly read, read, it, read it for you, folks. He says, it's with disappointment and advice that the agreement for Club 1872 to acquire my shareholding in Rangers has been terminated. This year was to be the final year of the agreement and despite my previously stated intentions to extend the agreement, it's become clear that it's been futile. A review of the share purchases undertaken last month reveals that the take-up for the two years to December 2022 is so far short of the agreed amounts that further extensions will not have any meaningful impact in the next few years. When I initiated the Never Again campaign, I had hoped supporters would take advantage of my offer to become the largest shareholder in the club, but this never materialised despite the efforts of myself and Club 1872 to promote this campaign. My feedback on the possible reasons for this are, one, some supporters prefer to own shares directly. Two, some supporters would support joint fan ownership, but not within Club 1872. Three, the difficult economic conditions. Four, supporters no longer feel that the club is under threat. And five, the club's recent campaign against Club 1872 and its officers. It then goes on to say, I think that it's a combination of the above is correct and will remain as such for the foreseeable future. Over the last few weeks, I've considered whether my dream of supporter ownership could be achieved by extending the offer to other supporter groups in addition to Club 1872, but there is no indication that this will make it a material difference in addition to club success. But if it's restrictive resolution at the recent AGM imperils any would-be shareholder, I will continue to vote my shareholding as a supporter and in the best interests of the club. Um, it was always an ambitious plan, wasn't it, Stevie? But I don't think it's, it's, it's a big surprise to see this is a conclusion of it. No, sadly it's not. Listen, um, <clears throat> I think there's another point that Dave King maybe missed out that's quite, that's quite key. You know, in these times, Rangers fans would want money to go to the club Yes. Under all circumstances. Now, I don't think that's a slight on Dave King. I don't think it's a slight on anybody. I just think that in these um, economic times, etc., that any money that we're putting across, we would want it to benefit the club. This wasn't going to do that directly. Um, and I think, you know, it would be naive not to say that there's some reservations about Club 1872 and um, perhaps you know, certain things surrounding that. So it was always going to be difficult. And fans just maybe aren't sure. That's a lot of the feedback I get, that maybe not sure who to put money into and what to do. So, and I want to be clear that it's it's no criticism of, of Club 1872 for my part. I've always worked with them very well and nice group of people over there. But sometimes things just stagnate and, you know, new things are needed. So it's been... It's a difficult one, Derek, to, to discuss yeah. because, you know, it's one of these divisive ones that people have, have very strong feelings about. And I just don't think it was ever going to work from, from the start. I don't think it got anywhere near the numbers it was going to do. Um, but I also think it's a chance for Club 1872 to reinvent themselves a wee bit and get away from Dave King. There's been a lot of accusations that maybe they're doing his work for him, which is a lot of the reason why people have kind of swayed away from it as well. Club 1872 need to really be the voice of the fans and be independent. They can't be seen to be anything else. So it's a, it's a really difficult thing. We would all love fan ownership, yeah. I think, to an extent, or we would certainly love the fans to have a part in it. But um, I think there needs to be um, there needs to be greater clarification 
I think that's clear on on what you know. When you look at normal fans, Derek, I consider myself just to be like, you know, the guys that have, that are in the um, the 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 stands every week and stuff like that. And albeit it's different for me now than it than it was. You know, I've had a season ticket now for nearly thirty years, Derek, and I continue to do so even though that I don't I don't sit in it. I just think that I'm unsure. So if other if I'm unsure, then maybe the 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 normal guy sitting next to me might feel the same. And I think. That's maybe where we are. And if I've got money and somebody says to me, Stevie, you've got £100, you go left, it doesn't go to the club, or you go right, it goes straight to the club. Which way are you going to go? You're always going to go right no. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tend to agree with you, Stevie. And it's a, listen, it's a, 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 a nice idea and the supporter ownership. Um, but uh, it's just uh, this one has failed to uh, materialise with uh, Dave King in 1872. Um, let's talk. Uh, let's go back to on the pitch matters, Stevie, because there's a lot of comments coming in here. Um, I'll get to a few of them. First of all, uh, Alan Wright says, "Morning, guys. Any news on Scott Arfield? Um, you're nodding your head, Stevie. We've not seen him uh, lately. Um, do you have any news? Can you tell us? Can you enlighten us? Yeah. As what's going he, on there? He's injured. So we." Go. There was an update kind of off camera at the weekend. Uh, we asked the question, where is Scott Arfield? Because it seems bizarre that Scott went from um, playing at Pataudry and, and, and kind of saving the day yeah, unbelievably well up there. And he's not really kicked on since then. And people were asking why he wasn't involved in the old firm game at that point, maybe coming on. And I'd said it's because he was ill. And that kind of never really got formalised never really got confirmed. And then at the weekend, that was, you know, three or four weeks he had been out. So we asked a question um, to to the uh, the media guys at Rangers and said, can we find out what's wrong with Scott Arfield? Is there a reason? And they came back and said that he's injured. He has been now out for a couple of weeks. He's got a knock, which he took in training. They didn't um, go into any further detail of how long it's going to be. Got the impression it was just a, a couple of weeks. Alex Lowry is the same for people that may have missed that, Alex got injured on Saturday in training and left the training field with a boot on, a protective boot. So he was set to start against mm-hmm. Patrick Thistle. So again, people thinking maybe where's he and he's out the out of things. Um, Rabbi Matondo's also injured, Derek. Yeah, He's got a knee injury. Um, I get the impression that that isn't serious. It's not season ending or whatever. It's just a slight knock. So these are wee ones that are on the background that we're maybe not um, too up to date with because of, you know, all the talks being around the likes of John Suter, Red Van, Neil Maz, etc. So just to kind of update on them as well, Derek, may as well go through it all. Like, we <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> Red Van is still two or three weeks away from being able to be selected, but he's back um, in Glasgow and he's back at the training centre working away. Um Tom Lawrence still hasn't got a date for return, but he's out in the grass unopposed. John Suter had a wee bit of a setback, according to the manager, which not an injury, not a reoccurrence of anything. Just sometimes when you've been out that long, basically you get a wee reaction and you have to take things back a few weeks and then go again. That's basically what happened to John Suter. So that that was the update as per the manager at the press conference just last week. So yeah. um, I think that's basically all of them that are missing at the uh, moment. Colin Cooper says, what about Sakala? He is, is he injured no, as well? No, no he, he had a baby. 
So um, they left him on the bench against Ross County, perhaps. It was because yeah. uh, his, his partner just had a baby and then he got some time off um, against Thistle. So as far as I'm aware, that was the reason they just shuffled it about a wee bit. And I think that's, listen, I think we forget these guys are, are human, you know, and, and I think yeah. it was a nice touch that we will be able to, to give them some time. Um, but we certainly... We certainly missed them. No more babies, fashion. We need you. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah. I think that's just a kind of a human side to it all. But as far as I'm aware, fashion's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back uh, in contention for uh, the weekend's game. That That's for sure. Um, okay, folks, I think that'll do us here. Absolutely sensational uh, interaction as ever. Thanks to everyone for... Uh, uh, commenting and watching today as well. It's a fine for David Kerry. He says, hi, Trips. Apologies for the lateness. Uh, we'll invoice you the fine for that, David. Um, <laughs> but yeah, fantastic to, to uh, have you on again, Stevie. It's, it's great to talk all things Rangers uh, as ever. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow. Johnny will be back, I think, tomorrow morning uh, with myself. Um, but until then, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Bye for now.